0: what's going on triple kids we are back for the college episode it's a good one tim's on we we're talking Xavier beating ohio state and the Gavitt tip-off between the big east and big 10 and how that has gone then we're going right into the college football slate not a ton of great games but we're breaking down some good ones giving out some picks it's your regular college football show thank you for listening and your continued support we hope you enjoy this one let's go Gentlemen, it's presented by Bad News Media. It is November nineteenth, and the Big Ten is the most overrated basketball conference in the entire world. The Big East is champs. How you doing, Xavier? Just beat Ohio State. Seventeen years in the making. How are we doing today, Tim?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, couldn't be happier about a Xavier win. They're finally pulling it together. I love to see this. I will love to see if Travis Steele can come out of uh, um, his slump. Would you, like to, would you like to? Would you
0: like to initiate your Travis Steele apology tour right now, or, or no? We're not there yet.
1: My Travis Steele apology tour is not starting yet. No, it will not be starting. Um, I was a Travis Steele defender all the way up until um, this year, and I laid into him pretty heavy on Twitter these first couple games. Um, And, yeah, I mean, he deserved it. So it's his fourth year of coaching. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree, but I also have made the case that it's – I am – see, I took the smart road because now you have to backtrack. I am – in the camp of travis Steele has been fine he's not been great first year cover was pretty dry we can't deny that second year okay not fantastic young team third year great start COVID hit didn't practice like the entire month of january and then you know it's hard to be a basketball team when that happens this is the year we don't make the tournament we're not competitive in the big east then yeah it's time to go because we have all the talent in the world he's recruited great Good recruiting classes, good talent, loaded mm-hmm. deep bench. I mean, Kiki's not even getting time right now because the rotation is so deep. Right. Um, like we have a great rotation right now. Down low, we're good. Guard plays good. Like we're solid across the board. It is, if you can't get the X's and O's, which has always been the question. Well, then maybe, maybe we need to make a switch. But I've stayed neutral, mm-hmm. so I don't have to backtrack like you and all uh, all our well, other Xavier fandom will have to hear. Great win tonight,
1: however, by the way. However, what I will say what I will say is I am going to continue ragging on Travis Steele because as I was texting the previous guest on our podcast, um, I was texting him last game, not the Ohio State game, that I asked him a question. I said, is Paul Scruggs the reason our offense is not clicking? Because he was driving to the basket a lot and things weren't falling in. Since then, he took over that game completely and then also took over the end of the Ohio State game. I also tweeted out, Kiki is better than Kunkel. Kunkel (laughs) proceeded to go on an eight-point spread, looked like one of the best players on the floor. Then I proceeded to say, DeWan Odom might be my next victim. (laughs)
2: proceeded to have a good game so i am
1: ripping on all xavier players for the rest of this year um that's just how it's going to be it did not go great for me last year because as some of our guests some of our listeners know that every time i texted these guys xavier would go fall off a cliff i'd be like "Ooh, we're looking good tonight boys proceed to go on an 0-10 run or something like that ridiculous stuff that they were doing last year so i'm gonna keep ragging on them um that is what I'm going to do this year. And it's just going so to be them. We're
0: just nagging them. We're reverse jinxing negative um, right
1: now. <laughs> I'm trying to reverse jinx. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to flip back the other way. Then I'm going to be super positive. So we're going to ride the momentum waves here this season.
0: That's fair. I'm going to wait and see. I'll, it's a signature win. Steele needed a signature win. And he's a good guy. That's the other problem I hate because it's like, he's a good guy. It's like, man, I want him to succeed. Obviously Xavier. Um, Paul Scruggs, Once again, I've been, I have been saying this, I don't know, two, three years now. When the kid decides he wants to get to the bucket, there is virtually nobody stopping him. It's just he has to be decisive when he gets there as to what is he going to put it up? Is he going to try to pass, dish it off? Like he Sometimes his indecisiveness gets him in trouble. He dribbles too much down there. Like When he just makes up his mind, he's like, I'm going, there ain't a player that can stop him. And you saw it tonight. He just took over. And it was like the moment he decides he can get to the basket or he wants to get to the basket, there's no stopping the kid. There just isn't. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's insane. Not even E.J. Liddell's. Not even E.J. Liddell's head can stop him from dunking the ball. <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. Place went <laughs> wild. Um, Incredible. Dunk. Insane game. Also, I love the Xavier students this year. One of the best student sections in the country. One of the best experiences. I know that's a Homer biased, whatever. Anybody who's ever been to Sintas will tell you there's not a bad seat in the building. It is an insane basketball environment. But those kids were camping out. They were kids lining up at 630 this morning for this game. That's what I like to say. <laughs>
1: I saw some of that, and then the cup snake. Did yeah, all oh. this game,
0: dude. They crowd surfed the blue blob. <laughs>
1: it was awesome. I love They're it. They're going nuts this year. It's man. awesome. We weren't allowed to do any of this. Yeah,
0: this team is awesome. I cannot wait for this season. UC screwed for that. Um, but back to the original point, too. Enough Xavier talk. Well, actually, I will say this. Wait and see on steel. Great lineup right now. Free throws came. It was making me nervous. It was like. I don't think I've ever been at Xavier when they could actually hit free throws. We ended up doing all right. The three-ball shooting has to stop. We shot 20%. Like, we just three-ball hunt all game. That's terrible. But down low, too. I don't know if I've been this excited for our down low players with Miles, Nunji, and then Stanley when he comes back and finally rehabs that ACL. We're going to be amazing.
1: Stanley's coming back in.
0: We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. He he We had
1: still got Fremantle, Nate. And Fremantle. How many, how many more? How many more people are they going to be able to put in?
0: <laughs> we'll see. It's a rotation. As we saw today, Miles gets a little. He gets a little too into it and gets in foul trouble early. He plays on his emotions, which, which I love, but then he plays out of position a little bit. So we'll see. But yeah, I agree. That's the key that was really missing. That was the other point I forgot to mention. Fremantle's. I can't wait until he comes back. He's the heart and soul of this team. Like exactly that makes our so offense long. go as well.
1: We still don't have one of our best players playing. Yeah. I would say he's our top three player with uh, Jones, Jones, and Scruggs.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What, what are you going to put in front of him?
0: i say Jones, Scruggs. Yeah, I wouldn't put Odom there. I don't know. Odom? No. That was the thing. I wouldn't put Kunkel there even though I very much like Kunkel. No. No. Even though he he did have some flashes at JP tonight, which I do miss JP. Um, he he awesome. played really well, but he yeah he was
1: starting to get he was starting to get on my nerves. I do like
0: I do like n- uh, Nungi down low. I'm a big fan of him. I wouldn't say he's like our best yeah, player though, but I'm a, a big player. fan now. Like yeah, all right, I agree player. with that. I agree with it. All right, yeah. all right. I I let this right, sta- no. I let the statement stand. It was a good take. It was a good take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just jacked up on a lot of emotions right now, people. I, um,
1: I, almost said top, I almost said like top two, right behind Scruggs, and then I was like, ah, oh, no. No, nah, like,
0: Jones and Scruggs are two best players. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's not even close. Um, all right, but the Big Ten, Fraud City. What a what a terrible basketball conference. Are you kidding me here? I mean, Big East just comes in and rolls. You beat our two teams that can't hold water, and uh, Butler and St. John's. Meanwhile, Michigan losing to Seton Hall. Creighton beating Nebraska. Illinois. Losing to Marquette. Providence beaten Wisconsin. And then, of course, tonight, Xavier beaten Ohio State. I'm just going to assume DePaul lose to Rutgers, but who knows? Maybe not. We win the Gavit tip-off. I love it. Fraud city in the Big it's Ten this awesome. year?
1: <laughs> uh, Big Ten, huge frauds, especially without Dante here.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dante talking a lot on Twitter Doesn't show up Man Didn't, mm-hmm. didn't want the smoke seat of... got a
1: little. seat got a little too hot for him <laughs> yeah. Just like the seat got a little too hot for the Big Ten in basketball
0: Absolutely oh, I love it Alright enough basketball talk Unless you have another take you want to throw out there I'm, I'm ready to talk some football and some games this week Because it is It's an interesting week Well Interesting in the fact that there's not a whole lot
1: going on But did you have anything yeah, else
0: you wanted right. to get out there before well, one, we
1: move on One last thing because I'm looking at the uh big east schedule right now um and the scores and i'm like nebraska like nebraska what are you doing um you have fred hoiberg and scott frost and you guys just don't know what to do like you you can spend money clearly on coaches but what else are you doing i don't understand it at all
0: dude the the health of that sports department is rough but once again it comes down to like who wants to go play there like
1: wants you, to go to Nebraska? Yeah,
0: like, you don't have a ton of in-state talent, and then it's like, who wants to go there? Who wants to play at Nebraska?
1: I don't know, but they, I feel like they can't be that far away from Texas, so uh, they can recruit there. That's fair. For football. Yeah. I mean, they can't be that—they're they're really but not. But Texas there. is also Are in Austin. that far from—I don't know. I feel <laughs> like feel like it's if you build it, they will come. If you pay them, they'll come. I mean— it's not true. I
0: I mean, the football team isn't that I mean, far away. I mean, look— you, Look at how many football close games kind of getting there. Yeah, they're getting football like they're not that far away.
1: The football team's getting there. It's a little slower than I thought it was gonna be with Scott Frost, but they are kind of getting there.
0: I mean, they've played so many close games. They are tough, tough. Oh, I'm out. aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which we're gonna get to you here in a minute. Because everybody wanted to come at me for my statement and it holds oh, true, I'm but we'll talk about it.
1: I'm still coming at you.
0: Um Yeah, no, but Nebraska is in a in a tough spot to say the least. Um all right. Let's talk some football Let's just talk Michigan State, Ohio State. Spread's at 19.5. I still hold the statement. I am shocked that it's not a 21-point spread. Um, please explain to me where your advantage is, because you have one, and it ain't on the field. But where is your where is your elite advantage in this game that makes that statement crazy?
1: Elite advantage. Yes, at uh, nineteen points.
0: Ohio State has an elite advantage
1: over you right now
0: in one area of the game, and yes, then they have advantages. offense. I yes, got it. I got <laughs> it. We
1: can't stop the pass. Yes, but they can't stop us either.
0: I mean, they're fifteenth run defense right now. They're a top fifteen run defense. Where once again, you have to We're beat them through all, the air.
1: All over them. We're gonna be throwing all over them all Well, Nate, what I will say is that you think it's so crazy that a two point. Difference of what you think the spread should be is absolutely ridiculous when we're already up over 19 points. <laughs> what the there's hell value
0: are we there. talking about? There's, what, what are we talking about? There is value it's there. absolutely ridiculous that it's
1: not two points higher. Well, if it was tor- at 19, if it was- what's the big deal? Last year we were 24 point under- underdogs. You can't say that we're five points better this year than we were last year, and Ohio State's not worse than they were last year. How? <sighs>
0: I would say... Sorry, I stumped you. No, you didn't stump me. I would say...
1: Five points different from last year.
0: I would say that the matchup in the trenches is better for Ohio State this year than it was last year. That defensive line is better than it was last year. I would Mm -hmm. say the receiving core is better than last year. And your Mm -hmm. secondary is worse than last year. And that is where that difference comes from.
1: I'm not... Our secondary is worse than last year?
0: What you it, Central Michigan or um, now I'm blanking Western Kentucky lit it up on you.
1: Oh, Western Kentucky Purdue had like
0: six hundred yards of offense.
1: Purdue's the number seventh passing offense in the country. Ohio State's the number one. (laughs) It's six, isn't it? Six and seven. I don't know. I just blew up
0: on the number one. They're the number one scoring offense, I should say. say. They are sixth and
1: seventh passing offense. Now, Nate, let me let me give you another stat here. Ohio State, going into the Michigan game, is 0-10 against the spread in their last 10 games. So the game before the Michigan game, they are 0-10 in their last 10 games against the spread.
0: Yeah. Who I, I know I did, I did that. I didn't see that stat before I made that statement, I saw it after. I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I still hold true that I'm surprised. You disagree with that stat? No, I don't disagree with that stat, is what I was saying. I was saying I don't disagree with my original statement of I still thought Vegas would open this at a 21 point spread. Three touchdowns is what I thought they would open it at. I was shocked that they didn't. Um, there is a I mean, Mel Tucker this week came out in his press conference and was talking about how he wants to throw up at the idea of a potential shootout here. I, I don't see how this is not a shootout. Now, maybe that's a head fake. Maybe that's a little misdirection because he plans on doing it. But if he doesn't, and he tries to decide to like run, the, run out the clock, heavy Kenneth Walker, stubborn up the gut at times, that isn't going to work. Like, it's just not.
1: So, what I from Mel Tucker saying that was that he would be very pissed off if his corners would give up that many points and it turned into a shootout. And that's kind of the way he operates. And I know they haven't been great. I mean, um, O'Connell got they, 536 yards got, on them. Not even have they not been great. They've been bad. <laughs> I was going to um, say, we um,
0: think CJ Strout in this receiving they, core isn't going to do the same thing.
1: <laughs> they have been bad. So we will see now. On top of the 0-10 stat for Ohio State against the spread the week before the Michigan game, Michigan State's also seven and three against the spread this year, and Ohio State's five and four five four and one. Um, so they don't have the best record against the spread.
0: I would also like to say I didn't actually make a pick yet. I simply stated that the spread (laughs) was shocking, and I still think that's true, which actually leads me into value thinking that there's Ohio State. I don't love it, but I'm just saying I'm shocked that it's there because, once again, O'Connell had more than 500 yards passing, and you're going up against Ohio State with an elite wide receiving, arguably the best wide receiving court in college football, C.J. Stroud, who has exponentially stepped up his play. You have...
1: Exponentially?
0: From the... From the first couple games? That Oregon game versus what he is now. Exponentially. Whatever. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Words are not my forte.
1: Exponentially.
0: Yes, you knew what I meant. All right. (laughs) God. This is what I'm dealing with here, folks. Everybody knew what I meant. Might have had one or two Bud Lights. (laughs) Um
1: I'm sure our listeners who are used to hearing Nate speak knew what he meant. So, <laughs> this is also very true. New <laughs>
0: listeners might be like, "What is going on?" Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm not even begin to try to pronounce his last name. But Jackson of Ohio State, leading wide receivers, not even their best wide receiver, which have over a thousand yards. Trey he- Trayvon Henderson, amazing. Like this offense is just—I don't know how you stop them. So you have to get into a shootout with them, and then. That is where there is a potential advantage because Ohio State's secondary has holes in it. The problem is that offensive line is very good. Your guard, I believe, is out for the season. Am I incorrect? Right guard and left tackle is injured. Going it's against the left tackle. What? Right tackle or left?
1: I thought you had a tackle left injured. Left tackles out.
0: Yeah. So, and you're going up against the best defensive front you've played yet so far.
1: And then as far as you said, one of our guards is out. I honestly have no idea. We were playing eight. Eight offensive linemen. I'm pretty the first, sure the right guards like, out.
0: The starting whoever started the season at right
1: guards out. We were the playing Might like be wrong, 10 but an um, offensive linemen It was like full eight-person unit shifts for the first like five games of the year. So, I don't know if he would be a starter or not. See, <laughs> this is though fifty percent of the time.
0: This is my concern. Like
1: it was insane. Yes, I I am concerned about our offensive line. I have been concerned about our offensive line all year. Um, I guess I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too excited going into this game but I have had optimism in every game that we've played and I've also been terrified of every game we played the only game I really wasn't terrified was one that I probably should have been was the Michigan game um, just because we always beat them at Michigan State so um, this one I'm just happy to be 9-1 and have Mel Tucker locked up for 10 years
0: Yeah, y'all paid him a bad – look, once again, I don't hate the move because it's the move you had to make. Mm -hmm. You screwed anybody who wants to pay Luke Fickle or any other coach. Like, you set the market. But that is a lot of money for a lot of years for a guy who I do think will be a good football coach but has only had one successful season. Now, granted, first year COVID year. Also, another situation – it's funny because we talked about Travis Steele with this – Empty cupboard, 100%. Don't get me wrong, I think Bell Tucker is a phenomenal coach, but he's getting paid like he should be winning national championships right now. That's the contract that you all just gave him.
1: (laughs) Well, that's kind of what they expect now. Um, They kind of expect to get up there with this contract that they signed. I mean, you had had two billionaire alumni get a taste of success, and and then they saw... Then they saw what happened after D'Antonio, and they saw how Mel Tucker turned this around, and they said that he's not going anywhere. Whatever he needs, we will pay. And they opened up their checkbook. This is not really money that's coming out of the athletic department. It's coming out of these billionaires' checkbooks, um, and it's earmarked. It, its it's uh, memo on that check is Mel Tucker, salary.
0: Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it, once again, it's the move you had. To make because you don't yeah. you don't want to lose him and start over because of what he could mm-hmm. be, but it was it's a whole lot of years. That's a big. It that's was, the years is more of my like.
2: <laughs> it was it
1: was a very shocking number. Let me tell you, I was very shocked <laughs> yeah. to see it. At first, I was seeing like at first the numbers I was seeing on Twitter were like six point eight million with incentives up to eight. And then all of a sudden, this 10-year, $95 million contract comes out. And I'm like, oh, my God, we paid a lot. So here goes nothing. Um, looks like we're we're competing with the big boys. But who's to say that we couldn't turn this into a Clemson or an Oregon um, where they kind of finally break the mold? They finally got sick of um, being mediocre and being close to turning that corner. And they started paying up, and now look where they are. Um, so, here we go. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, you're locked <laughs> in. <laughs> um, we'll see. I mean, well, it, pressure's on now, Mel. Um, but I do like Mel. I, 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 I do like the program as a whole. But getting back to this game, the number is 19 and a half. To Mel's point, if they are going to stay within this number, it has to... They have to win in the trenches. They have to be able to run the ball efficiently. They have to be able to slow it down. Because this defense, unless Ohio State resorts to, like, it's Nebraska day, instead of what they've recently done, which is a lot of quick reads, getting the ball out on time, you know, it's going to be... I mean, if they get up early, it's... This is a runaway train you're dealing with here. I don't know if Peyton Thorne has the ability to... To stay with them. I, I just don't. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but like, I just, I if, if they let them out early, I just don't know how they stay within this number.
1: No, I can't tell you you're wrong. Um, The only thing I'll go back to is their 0 10 against the spread in their last 10 games, right b- the week before the Michigan game. And then um, on top of that, I'm, I'm really hoping for their offense to look like it did against Oregon. Now, Oregon's got a much better defense than we do. I did not realize that we were putting as many QB pressures on. Uh, the quarterback until I saw the number on PFF and how high we were ranked. Um, So that bodes a little bit well. Maybe Rad will see Jay Stroud a little early. Um, But I don't know that I see that happening, um, to be honest. So I have no idea what to do with this game. Um, Other than I think that Nate's takes crazy that he's arguing about a two-point difference from where he thought the number should be. I'm not the only one. There are – half
0: points. There are smarter betters out there than me that are also saying the exact same point. I heard it today on some other podcasts I listened to um, to gather some more information. They also thought it was crazy so I was just out in the... F- I'm, I'm the first man through the door. That's the problem. I'm taking shrapnel first man through the door um, over here. But I would also like to point out that your <laughs> your defense uh, right now Don't do this to me. Yards per game Would you like to take a gander At where you rank Out of 130 teams
1: 85
0: You literally rank 130 You're giving up 329 yards Through the air That is the worst out of 130 teams Duke is giving up 104 You're giving up more than them And you're telling me that you're not in trouble If they get out to an early lead
1: Played some good offenses, Nate. What can I tell you? I don't know
0: what to say. Now, granted, like I said, there is a way to cover this number. It's just I am surprised it was below 21. I don't honestly, I, and I'm saying all this, I don't honestly hate a backdoor cover by Michigan State. Like, I haven't committed. I want to see where this number goes because if it goes up more before Saturday, Michigan State's going to be the pick for me. Stays under 20, I don't know. I mean, three touchdowns doesn't seem crazy, but I also, uh, the explosiveness of Kevin, Kenneth Walker gives me pause. I just have a hard time with how good this Michigan State offense is. Or not Michigan State offense. How good this Ohio State good. offense is versus how bad this Michigan State pass defense is gives me a ton of concerns.
1: <laughs> right, yep, exactly.
0: Do you have a pick? Would you like to make a pick in this game?
1: No, I do not bet on my own <laughs> games. We know this. We know this. I do not bet on my I have enough emotion attached with these that whatever I'm going to bet on is not going to sway me. Um, and I'm not in the business of just gambling to make money. I'm in the business of gambling for fun, and hopefully I make some money on top of that.
0: That's fair. I I see value in the number. I want to see where it goes before game day. Oh, man, actually, I kind of want to make the pick now because if the number goes up, <laughs> hmm. but like you yep. said, now I'm like Michigan State. Are you gonna?
1: Are they gonna choke? Are they gonna have this as their letdown game? They they've built. But the problem is, you also the problem is you're also a top
0: ten ranked them. team. You can't look ahead. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's the other thing too. We've actually beat them before, so they should be way more scared of us than they should be of Michigan. Um, so oh man that's tough that's uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna watch the there's gonna be some smoke coming out of nate's ears here in a few seconds uh, as he thinks on debating whether or not he should be you know what?
0: we're so gonna continue I'll, to mull it over at the, the episode, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> episode
1: i'll michigan state i can't wait for a gut pick tweet at the end of the episode
0: i'll give a pick on it it will be... be
1: having a gut pick tweet come out
0: It's going to be a gut pick live reaction At the end of this show Moving on Our listeners are like For the love of God Can you please move on To another game (laughs) You have talked about Xavier and Michigan State now For so long
1: Um, Are there any other games out there? Yes
0: Iowa State, Oklahoma (laughs) Um,
1: How do we
0: think that Oklahoma continues to fall down the ladder, or do we think that they stop here? The number's three and a half, over under 59 and a half, because they are on the knife's edge, in my opinion, of potentially just utter collapse here down the stretch based on the makeup of this team. Do we think that they can hold off that utter collapse here against Iowa State? I <laughs>
1: I have no idea simply because I don't know what to do with Iowa State. I don't I never know that. what to do with Iowa State.
0: My read on this, the bigger problem for me isn't the read on Iowa State. It's what kind of mindset is Caleb Williams going to be because Lincoln Riley, who we have all dubbed an offensive genius and a coach that is up there in the elite club most people yeah, consider it. He, I, here, Okay, honest question. I, well, I know the answer to it. I know, I know the answer as to why would you leave Oklahoma, an elite program, a program that can pay you, a program that doesn't have a problem recruiting, a program in which you have established connections and a pipeline and everything else, and you have a young quarterback in Caleb Williams who has shown flashes of insane potential. Why would you leave to go to LSU? I know the answer.
1: Honestly, I have no idea why you would. You can already get that money out of Oklahoma. You can get the exact... It's not a money thing. It can't be. The only Because Oklahoma can pay up. I agree. It doesn't really matter.
0: The only answer in my mind as to why you might go is because you are going to a school that is a top three job. Some would say maybe the top job, but you have no natural competitors in your state for recruiting. And you are within the region a force to be reckoned with recruiting. It is easier to recruit at LSU than Oklahoma. Now, that margin isn't that big, but it is right. easier. Like, it is it is an easier task. That's the only reason I think you go. And the fact that the last three coaches have all won national championships. But that's it. And it's not even that much easier. I'm not saying it's, like, drastically. But it is, it is easier.
1: If he leaves, do you think Oklahoma becomes the Nebraska SEC?
0: Nah, I think they figure something out. I mean... Okay. Well...
1: I mean it's just like they they get caught in like a weird geographical area where their the recruits aren't really in the SEC but they're they're not in, in the Texas area so Texas might be able to pull like the Texas schools might be able to start pulling them because they don't have as much competition in the big 12.
2: Yeah, but and, Stoops but was, was
1: able I, to do really fine.
0: Stoops was able to do fine. He hung, he handed over the reins to Lincoln Riley. He was able to do fine. The problem is they have mm-hmm. to they have to change the way they recruit defensive line. The defensive line is fine right now, but when they move into the SEC, they have to go recruit differently. That Position yeah. similar like how Oregon made a mental switch on how they're going to recruit offensive line. Now that's because of their coach and Cristobal mm-hmm. being an offensive line coach. But they made that difference, and now they have the best offensive line, arguably, in all of college football. So yeah. like they have to make that switch defensive line wise. But uh, yeah, I'd I, be interested who they honestly hire. Like you know who would make a whole lot of sense
1: for Oklahoma. Yeah, Lane Kiffin would make all Lane Kiffin don't Lane Kiffin doesn't want to be in have you heard some of those rumors on Lane Kiffin right now
0: he wants well he's apparently wants to go to Miami but he would be He's
1: trying his hardest to get out of LSU he's hoping either Dan Mullen gets fired at Florida and he can go to Florida no I'm talking wants. about Oklahoma
0: like if Lincoln Riley goes you know who'd be perfect at Oklahoma I think it'd be I think it'd be Lane Kiffin
1: <laughs> uh, I don't see him going from Oxford to Norman Oklahoma yeah, but... Uh, Mi- Ole Miss will pay it. Ole Miss will pay, so then the money's the same, and you're going from one small town to another small town.
0: But you know you have a quarterback that's a f- sophomore next year. Yeah. <laughs> that can play.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know. That would be I don't my, that's my him. only argument. I, that's the I only argument. See, yeah, I don't see him going to Oklahoma if... If that job opened up. We'll see. I see him wanting to get out of Ole Miss. I see him wanting to get out of Oxford. I mean, I would too. But I don't see him going I mean, Lake to... Kippen in Miami
0: makes perfect sense. Like, that is the perfect job, But
1: That is ideal.
0: <laughs> like, literally.
1: The other crazy thing is USC would be as perfect job too but yeah. that didn't work out the first time <laughs> yeah.
0: i think i said that on the podcast like a couple weeks ago, or whenever yeah. the usc i was like
1: it was a while ago.
0: just eat your pride and just hire the man again <laughs> right. he went through yeah. the he went through the Saban rehab program he's better now exactly yeah he's good.
1: he wants to go back be- i mean he wants he wants to be on the coast yeah exactly and might even go to virginia tech well I mean, that's close to virginia beach right yeah <laughs>
0: Lane Kiffin <laughs> wants to be in a in a city he can hit the town on pretty hard. and yeah, be a, a big shot. A
1: 5-year-old single guy uh, that's making a whole boatload of money. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, that that wants a little bit more. He wants a little bit more, he wants a few more options other than the co-eds in the town. Yeah, he wants a little
0: bit more <laughs> than a college town and more big city, big football <laughs> yes. feel. Yes. <laughs> Why Miami would be perfect, <laughs>
1: right? But. if Shiano doesn't work out, he might even go to Rutgers so that he can have New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god,
0: could you imagine Lane Kiffins at Rutgers? <laughs> I mean, it would never happen. But I, I think,
1: I think at this point, he might just be big city hunting. It doesn't even matter, football team. <laughs> he's made enough money, he's just he's down
0: bad, he's down so bad. Um. Back to this game. Yeah, the Caleb Williams thing where... Because there's just no stability. There's no, like, oh, I hit a speed bump. Now we're switching in Rattler, who's going to be gone in a couple months. Which, to me, is insane on Lincoln Riley's part. Because you have a guy that's your future guy and another guy who is gone. And, yeah, I get he's struggling. But just kind of let him struggle. Like, we know what Rattler was before he came in. Like, he's not the better option. And now you're just messing with a young kid's mentality. Now, maybe he's not a guy. I don't know Caleb Williams head, but it, it just feels more just like stick with your guy and figure it out.
1: Yeah, I would say that. But the other thing too, is remember last year when Spencer Rattler was struggling and then he ended up getting benched and how much better he looked after he got benched. That is true. I mean, it, it, it lights that fire under your belly again. Um, so he might've been getting a little too comfortable um, as a freshman playing as well as he was. And so we'll see on that front. I mean, I do think Caleb Williams did need to get benched. Um, But the fact that it was Spencer Rattler coming in for him is an interesting little uh, conundrum that Lincoln Riley's got to deal with. But I think think as long as Lincoln Riley has fully committed to Caleb Williams, I don't think he'll have that big of a problem with that, with making the switch back.
0: That's fair. I I don't hate that. I am going to... (sighs) Illinois I have these two teams they hate me any team I pick is generally the opposite side so I am my gut is telling me Oklahoma in this game but there's a part of me that very much is afraid that this could be the explosion point for this team because it's not exactly a team that instills a lot of confidence from a mentality standpoint that isn't going to fold like a house of
1: cards under pressure.
0: But Iowa state, I just week to week. I just don't know what they are. I sort of know what Oklahoma is.
1: And Matt Campbell's comments were weird as a head coach. I didn't see it. Saying that all, all of his goals are still in front of him this season. He never said that the big, 12 was a goal of his. He yeah, always are like, that wins aren't becoming better men each week is his only goal. Yeah. It's like, shut up, dude. You know that you wanted to win the Big 12.
0: You know what? Mark it down. Oklahoma minus three and a half. <laughs> we're rolling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Here we go.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, they were my pick for the national championship. Really blew that one. Um, But my few other future bet that is looking perfect, and the one that I said was... A riskier play, but the better play, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Utah-Oregon. I picked Utah to win the Pac-12. I still think they're right on schedule, but this is their first chance, their first go-around against Oregon, because they should see them again in the Pac-12 championship. The number's 3.5. Utah is the favorite. Over-under's 59.5. I feel like everybody is on Utah now. I was on them at the beginning of the season. I said they were going to beat Oregon from the start. I thought they were going to win the Pac-12. Where do you see this game? It is making me nervous that every single person and their mother seems to be on Utah. But the way I look at this game, I I still have a lot of face. And the juice is positive in this game right now. It is a plus 100 bet on Utah. (laughs) Oh,
1: boy. Yeah, I don't know, Nate. Um, I'm going to let you take this one. You're the the Pac-12 after dark expert. I haven't seen that much of Utah.
0: I I have nailed the Pac-12 so far this year. Oh, man. (laughs) Here's what I got. (laughs) A Utah historically, that place that is an edge. That is a home field advantage like few other in college football. Fantastic place. Cam rising didn't know what we were gonna get out of that kid. Fantastic football name for a quarterback has completely changed the dynamic of that offense. Now they're not some elite level offense, but they can sling the ball when they need to. They are multifaceted. They're not one-dimensional like they have been in the past where it's been heavy, heavy run. Um, he can play some football. Defensively, though, they're not the same brunt force that they have been. There are some holes and some ability to give up, especially in the run, um, which is a mismatch because Oregon has changed their mentality. It was something we said at the beginning of the year. Why this Oregon team could be different from Oregon's of the past because Cristobal has made them non-soft. This is a very good team up front on the offensive line. In the trenches, they win their battles. They're arguably one of the best offensive lines in the country. They come out every week and they tell you, we're going to run the ball down your throat and that's going to set up our passing game. The problem is, is Utah has shown in various games, think Arizona State game, where they decide that, hey, They did it in the second half. First half, they didn't. They made the adjustment. We're going to play single high safeties. We're going to load the box, and we're going to make your quarterback beat us. That is how you win this game. You have to make Brown beat you through the air, and Oregon beat you through the air. So you have to go one high safety, load the box, until they prove otherwise. I like Utah here. These teams are very identical. Cam Rising, I think, is a slightly better quarterback than Brown, even though if you look at the numbers, they're pretty spot on the only difference is Brown has had 30 more attempts passing wise but they're pretty damn close I just like Utah here in the spot Oregon has yet to pass or has yet to really face an efficient passing offense and in the one game they did which was the UCLA game they got burned until um what's his face got injured I can't think of the quarterback's name right now um it's eluding me but That is my take on this Utah Oregon game.
1: (laughs) I don't hate that. I don't have anything to add to that either, though. Yeah. Um, It scares me just because the Pac-12 eats itself. Um, And I don't know who would be eating who.
0: Well, Oregon Um, would be because they're still somewhat in contention here. But,
1: yeah. Yes. Even though Oregon is number three, you're right. Yeah. So, Utah winning this would be typical Pac-12. Yeah.
0: I mean, they'll get another shot <laughs> in the Pac-12 championship. They should. So, I, I just think this is the spot at home. I'm going with the Utes. I can't. I can't leave them out now. Um, okay. Another game. I have two more that I need your opinion on. Big Ten man. Okay. Am I getting suckered? Back into Wisconsin because I thought I was out, and then they pull me right back in. This game is a seven-point game against Nebraska, and I want to just unload on Wisconsin. I am.
1: I'm showing nine.
0: Are you getting nine? Did that number flip? Sorry, I might have the wrong number. I'm oh no, I'm still getting nine. seven and a half at FanDuel.
1: I'm showing. Nine. I was just on ESPN's daily lines, um, so I don't know how up to date those are. Let me refresh. I just had them all in front of me there. You're showing seven? I'm showing seven
0: and a half at FanDuel. Let me refresh, though. Let me make sure my numbers aren't stale. Yeah, I'm getting seven and a half Nebraska-Wisconsin at FanDuel right now. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Seven and a half does change things a little bit because I am fully suckered into Wisconsin. Right? Um, I don't know what I don't know what it is where they were hiding their running game all year because it seemed to me like in the first couple games that they just didn't have a running game and then all of a sudden it just came out of nowhere. It was like yeah. it, it was like they took away all of Wisconsin's normal strengths and attributes that they've always had for the past. Fifty years, and they took them away. They're just like you don't have a running back anymore. And then all of a sudden, they have a running game that's just insane and it's unstoppable. Yep. So I really don't know. Um, I'm as lost as you are. The thing is, Nebraska always plays people tough, and it, it it's like you see them kind of turning the corner. Like they're they're the best three and seven team in all of college football. easily, <laughs> like without a doubt, hands down. So to see how bad Wisconsin played at the beginning and now they're favored by seven and a half, some maybe nine points against Nebraska. It would be like, Oh, you got to take Nebraska. Nebraska only plays close games this year. Yep. That... Wisconsin has been rolling over teams.
0: And Graham Mertz has been looking a little bit like the whole thing has, sh- I mean, the defense has been well, phenomenal.
1: Graham Mertz, they, they, they kind of neutered him. It, um, I don't disagree with that,
0: but he's also <laughs> been bad. He, at might,
1: times. he might throw like, he might throw like 15 passes a game now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So. <laughs> but to his credit, he's hitting a lot of those passes. <laughs> he's been <laughs> he has been significantly better um than what he was at the beginning of the season. And yes, they neutered him. And yes, they got the offensive going. The defense has always been there. It's a top tier elite defense in college football. Um
1: it, I'm showing eight and a half on Barcelona.
0: I mean, I like all right, let's put it this way, folks. I think the way I'm breaking this down, if the number's over seven and a half, I like Nebraska. If it's at seven and a half, we now have a discussion because I do see this game within the touchdown and I'm having a hard... Like, in this, the problem is is Nebraska ties its shoelaces together and trips over itself every single week in these games. And I just... I have a hard time picking them at anything above a touchdown or anything at a touchdown or less.
1: I agree. that that's where I am too that they the I mean Vegas kind of set this line perfectly it made me uncomfortable
0: <laughs> yeah yeah go figures <laughs> go figures Vegas did it's, like, its, its job
1: like, oh <laughs> Vegas did its job it yeah. makes me uncomfortable picking either side great um good job guys you got me that on this one um but that's kind of where I am on this one I don't really know I, I like Wisconsin the way they've been playing but it scares me because it feels like they could just revert back to their old self Else at any time this year. And I don't know when that's gonna happen or if that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's I just get that feeling. (sighs) I don't know. Yeah. But I also get that feeling that they could give Ohio State troubles in the championship like uh, who knows i
0: was gonna say i think the thing the big thing was like a couple weeks ago they realized even though how bad they were playing oh wait we still have a chance to be in the big 10 championship and they just turned the engine just started right. going to get your hope back up in wisconsin but that also leads me to believe wisconsin's gonna be fine in this spot because now that engine's going and they're like our goal like they are the person that just zones in and is like our goal is to get to the big 10 championship and then we can shit the bed there <laughs>
1: Exactly. So I really don't know what to do with this game. I don't like this game one way or another because I'm scared about Wisconsin reverting back to the way they were. I'm scared about Nebraska finally breaking through, but I also don't trust Nebraska to finally break through because I haven't really done it very well all year.
0: I agree. Okay.
1: <laughs> so sorry, sorry I have no help for you there, Nate. You know what? But I got nothing. <laughs>
0: Wisconsin, seven and a half. It's above seven and a half, Nebraska. But at seven and a half, Wisconsin. Anything above, Nebraska. All right. That's how we're doing it. The pick is Wisconsin, though, because I'm seeing on, for the fans, I'm on FanDuel. I am seeing seven and a half. I'm dead-eye looking at it. That is the number I'm using for the pick. If you get higher than the number, that's on you. (laughs) (laughs) That is what we're putting in. Okay. I don't really have anything else. I mean, I have some picks. I don't have any games to break down in, in, like, Crazyville. I'm holding out on Cincinnati SMU. I want to see if that number dips. I think that number might dip. I like Cincinnati under 10. Right now it's at 11 and a half, So we're going to hang on to that one. But because <laughs> okay. SMU's strength is their passing game. Their offense only moves if they can get their passing game going. And they're going against one of the best secondaries in all of college football. Cincinnati has been hit or miss in a lot of areas. The one area they are not hit and miss in is their secondary. They have three absolute studs back there. All guys that will be playing probably on Sunday at some point, studs. So that is concerning. But outside of 10, I don't trust Cincinnati because they haven't covered anything. They have been disastrous. But a number within 10, now you're piquing my interest.
1: (laughs) Okay. Nate, going back to that Nebraska game. Okay. (laughs) What what is the – what is the what is your juice set at in Fanduel?
0: Uh, minus one twelve. Is that
1: minus one oh, ten? Uh, okay. I got minus one twelve. Okay, a little bit. So they do a little bit more, but not much. Yeah, at all,
0: not much at all. But yeah, over/unders okay. at forty two and a half. I don't
1: hate that. <laughs> Ooh, I I wouldn't. You you mean you don't hate the under?
0: I don't hate the under. I don't. I'm not betting it, but I also don't hate it.
1: I keep... Oh, I thought you were gonna say that's low, and I was it... gonna caution you about taking any over with the Wisconsin offense.
2: Oh, I've yeah, done it, that's and a... it's
1: one of the worst things in the world. Couple that with Nebraska's offense. Yeah, no, and will be miserable.
0: It's a low, a low total, <laughs> but I was saying I don't hate it because I don't want to be holding either one of those tickets, and the defenses <laughs> are good enough. On like Wisconsin's defense is elite, and Nebraska's mm-hmm. is good enough that if Wisconsin is even slightly off, this yeah. game could be. Punt, 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 field goal. Punt, 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 touchdown. Punt, 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 field goal. (laughs) Game's over. (laughs) It could be brutal. It could be brutal. So
1: So, the only other game that I want to talk on is the Wake Forest-Clemson game. Oh, that's a good one. I have liked watching Wake Forest a lot this year. Um, And Clemson I really haven't watched much of because I just knew DJ was playing terrible. So I haven't really watched much of them. Um, But I've always – kind of enjoyed watching wake forest and how they've been playing so do you have anything on this game um it's good on good it, because good. i don't understand how wake forest is four and a half point underdogs the way that they've been playing this year um they did just lose to north carolina yeah but i mean is that a turnaround game for them and Clemson is two and eight against the spread. So maybe that's why I thought Clemson was just bad. I was surprised oh, to see their bad. seven and three record. <laughs> um I was surprised to see their seven and three record, to I be mean, honest with you. And I they're winning games, but they're also playing in a <laughs>
0: terrible conference and have played some truly terrible teams. So
1: Yeah, that's that's what And their defense me. is still very oh, good. Shit, they're seven and three.
0: Yeah, their defense is still very good. That's what when I say good on good, Wake mm-hmm. Forest, very good offense. Clemson mm-hmm. Still a very good defense. Clemson's offense, though, trash. With Wake Forest's defense, trash. So <laughs> it's like the matchups just right themselves in this game. Um, Sam Hartman, I mean, it, I love this kid. I mean, I, we saw him on QB1 build mm-hmm. in a terrible high school program. Tough it out there. A brand new one. Yeah, brand new. I mean, they were practicing in like a rundown
1: a field baseball that had, field. In, yeah, field that <laughs> hadn't gotten cut in like two, three weeks. It was a swamp, and then it hadn't gotten cut in three weeks, and it was knee-high grass and pads that only he had a new set, yep. probably because his mom bought them for him or something, but just insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, just a terrible situation. And he revived that high school, played competitive there. Well, I shouldn't say revived it. Got him, eh. got him off to a start because they're brand new. But mm-hmm. revived Wake Forest is what I meant. Yes. Wake and, Wake Forest, <laughs> and there's not much revival there. It's not like they were some stud comp team and now they're back from the dead. But he made them a legit contender. This offense is mm-hmm. buzzing. I mean, we're talking 318 passing yards average, average points of 44.7. I mean, the kid is lights out. Heisman contender. Love him. Seems to have a great attitude. Everybody seems to like him on the team. Um, great morale guy. I mean, he's fifth in the country in QBR. He's tied for fifth in touchdowns. Um, he's only got eight interceptions on the season. He's eighth in total yards. But then you have the Clef- Clemson defense. They are tough. I mean, fifteen and a half or fifteen point three points per game is all they're allowing. One hundred ninety-seven mm-hmm. yards through the air. One hundred and eleven through the rush. You know, did come out and say. Brent Venable came out and said that you know this team isn't doing a ton differently from what they saw last year, and Clemson gave them fits last year. The only difference is Sam Hartman's a baller, <laughs> and he's not wrong. Right. Um. So that is the part that is tough. But I mean, we look at just the UConn game. UConn's a pretty terrible football team. I think that's a. That goes without saying. Fair. Yeah, fair. Yes. DJ had a forty seven completion percentage against them. He averaged five and a half yards per pass attempt. He had a QBR of twenty four point one. He went twenty-one and forty four against them. I mean I I like the kid. He seems good. I thought he was going to be way better. Maybe this is just, you know, a kid who's a sophomore. His only experience last year was a, with a team that had insane talent littered across it in a good system, and maybe it's just a lot of, you know, Dabo maybe has fallen off the wheel a little bit in his coaching ability. I've never thought Dabo's was a great coach to begin with. It's more of a he has great assistants that never leave him, and he does a good job recruiting. X's and O's may not be there. Maybe that's it, because I'm not completely out on D.J., overall for a career there are times where you see flashes of a real talent but he is bad this year and that is where i just in my mind i just i'm like which side gives Mm. i I like wake forest i do i i think i might go over in this game to be honest like it's 57 and a half yeah, because the Wake Forest defense is bad, and I think that even though Clemson is bad offensively, they're going to be able to score some points, and then Wake Forest is going to be able to score some points. It, it doesn't. He, I, yeah. I think Wake Forest is the play at four like and a half.
1: Wait for us to cover here. Yeah, I think at
0: four and a half it's the play. Mhm. That's what I. have. Yeah, I think it's
1: probably the play, but I'm not going to bet it properly. because <laughs> I, I wouldn't like the I wouldn't like doing the over. I mean, Clemson only scored 44 against the UConn. Yeah. Right? I mean,
0: Right. And like, I just listed off the stats against DJ against that team. That's terrible. And, like,
1: I mean, I, mean, I don't
0: know how it's possible.
1: I, I mean, it's UConn. Yeah. They don't even have people out of there.
0: Yeah. They're getting people in the stands to come play during the game.
1: Exactly. We're not even talking they don't have D1 athletes. They don't have football players. Yeah.
0: It's absolutely so. crazy. I don't, I don't know. So that's my take on it. Okay. Um, All right. Do you have a card you want to give off? I do not. All right.
1: I did did not come prepared with that.
0: I am going to give off a couple picks. I'll have more added to my card as we go. Um, There's not a ton. We're going to go Oklahoma minus three and a half. We are going to go BC minus one and a half. Florida State is coming off a big win, but. I'm just a BC sucker, so that will probably miss at this point in time. But I'm just, I see that at one and a half. I'm like, that's a pick 'em, but the juice is a little better. Give me that because Florida State stinks. Um, talk about a, a game, though. What a what a game Miami Florida State was. Um, they're fighting on the field, and they're like, you guys, you both stink. You do you do know that, right? <laughs> like <laughs> nobody is watching this outside of the state of Florida. Um, we are going to go Wisconsin minus seven and a half. We are going to go Navy plus three and a half. I don't think East Carolina wants anything to do with this team. They're coming off a very emotional win. And I think anytime you have to play a service academy after an emotional win, that is tough to do because they just are they're ready to bang it out. And they're going to run it down your throat. And I like that at four and a half um we are going to go what was the other pick i had i had one more oh utah minus three and a half we're gonna go virginia tech plus seven and a half miami just came off of a terrible loss you have justin fuente finally gone from virginia tech interim coach in that's an extra little juice into the program miami's dead in the water and we're going to go Ohio State minus 19 and a half. That is the pick. Ooh, that is the gut pick. That is where that we're going.
1: The,
2: I don't slip like that it.
0: One the end. I, I do not like it, but that is where good. we're going.
1: You better not like it.
0: Not very confident, but that's where we're going. All right. I love it. Those are my picks. I don't know if you have anything else to
1: add. I have been coming up with a little card while you, uh, while you were rattling off your picks there. Um, so I will start with. I'm going to keep it very short this week. I am going to go Wake Forest plus four and a half like we were talking about. Um, The other one I like. Um, This team has been, ever since that uh, loss to UC, they've been really uh, turning along there. Uh, Notre Dame minus 17 against Georgia Tech. Yes, they Um, have. I like what they've been doing recently, so we're going to keep riding that. The committee Um,
0: so badly wants to put them in. They so
1: badly want to put them in. I know. They wanted, they, <laughs> which is weird, too. Them so badly wanting them to put um, Notre Dame over UC when UC has way better wins than Notre Dame does. I mean, Correct. Notre Dame tried with their scheduling this year. Turns out everybody that they tried is just bad. Um, yeah. So, so the next one is going to be Pittsburgh. They're 8-2 against the spread. Their spread matches their real record. Um, minus 14 and a half against Virginia. I'm going to add that one as well. Don't hate it. Um, Quarterback's still banged because up. Because I like the... Uh, who?
0: The uh, UVA quarterback. I mean, he might play, but he's banged up. So, I like that. That I, offense okay. is nothing okay. without him healthy. <laughs> awesome. Literally nothing. Yes. That He's it. Like, it is a one-man show. I, that's it.
1: <laughs> so Awesome. So, that one I like. And then, one last point is why the hell does... You uh SEC teams schedule these D one A teams late in the year, Bro, cause like they it's get the extra SEC. Cause How do they get away with this?
0: They've stuff? marketed themselves as far and beyond the best conference in the world, so they get away with these garbage out of conference games because they're like, "Well, we have the hardest in conference schedule." And it's like, okay, like yeah, you're super top heavy, and there is, but like the Big Ten's just as competitive. I mean. Mm-hmm. They're not maybe the top tier teams, elite year in and year out like the SEC is, but like bon- top to bottom, come on
1: now. What are, what just are we... Because Alabama's at the top of the conference and mean that they don't have to schedule anybody else. But yeah, I know. Florida like stinks. Speaking, Tennessee historically stinks. Historically like speaking, their, their main excuse was like, "Oh well, we win the uh, national title all these times, so we don't really need to schedule. We're just that much better." Yeah, and it's like mm.
0: they marketed the heck
1: okay, out fine, of it. Fine, whatever, yeah. but. It causes us to lose interest in college football when the games really matter the most.
2: Yep.
0: So. Then again, we had a crazy, well, I won't say crazy. Liddell could end up being right, but I still think it's crazy. Georgia winning or losing to Ohio State, but we'll see. <laughs> Georgia's an elite yeah, team. That's an I don't elite see Ohio that's, a, State being that that's an elite, but elite football we'll team. But, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah.
1: I don't see Georgia losing to anybody really.
0: I was shocked when that came out of his mouth, but I let yeah, him have okay. the take. I, I, would like, All have right. said, <laughs> I
1: would have let him say UC over Ohio State at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I do we will have Liddell back. I did enjoy him. I hope our fans also enjoyed it. We'll have him back with the full crew. It'll be a good time. Um, all right. Is that all your picks there? Anybody that to is intro? it. Perfect. All right. Anything else before we wrap this up? Nope. Perfect. Well, it went a little bit longer than we expected, but I think we got all the good stuff here. So, as always, appreciate you all listening. And, as always,
1: peace. Peace.
2: Boom.